Good morning, everyone. Before I get in trouble, on your way out, speaking of our precious little ones, if you will grab a baby bottle, this is um, helping our Catherine Foundation out. Grab a baby bottle, put it on your kitchen sink, bathroom, wherever. Somewhat, not in the sink. I think I meant the kitchen counter. Somewhere where you come in, you've got loose change, some $20 bills, whatever. Um, fill this up when it's filled, bring it back to church, and we'll just, we're doing it for a couple of weeks at least. Yes. All right, I have one more thing I've got set up. By the way, turn to Colossians 3, verses 12 to 17. And no, we did not forget scripture and prayer. We just <laughs> moved things around a little bit. I will be reading to you from this text from beginning to end. Now, I'll show you that in a second. Um, but we are in a series this month on gratitude, um, looking at how gratitude in our life affects our worship to God, affects our attitude and how we deal with others and everything else, our circumstances, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, that'll be next week. So last week we talked about how gratitude affects our worship by directing our praise and love and honor to God, uh, that he is glorified in our thanksgiving. Today we're looking at how gratitude affects our attitude in our relationships. Um, I assume that everyone's got someone in their life that they are in a relationship with, friend, spouse, boyfriend, girl, for something. We're all, I mean, we're here together. We're in a relationship together, uh, just in this room. Um, but I want to, us to look at this attitude of gratitude um, and really see what it looks like when we are dealing with other people. Now, to give thanks to people that we love, that is super easy. Um, in fact, right now, quickly come up with three people you are, you are grateful for. You should be done by now. You good? Okay. By the way, keep track of those people. We'll get to them later. But there's also some people in our life that maybe thankful doesn't quite coincide with their existence in our life. If you know what I mean, there's some people that frustrate us or... or even maybe make us angry. There's some just people that we just can't get along with. And God's like, well, be thankful for them. And I say, God, that's not so easy. Um, so we're going to take a look at what this means, our attitude of gratitude in our relationships, how we uh, can, can have this love that God has for us and share that with other people. And let me just tell you, a few, uh, I'm, I won't give you a date because I don't want anyone to start processing where they fall into this story. But let me just tell you about a recent Sunday that I had. Woke up in the morning, got dressed, got in the car. It was sunny. The birds were singing. Um, it was a glorious drive. Blue skies all the way to church. Pull into the parking lot. I come into the building, and I'm greeted by smiling people, people that are happy to see me. I'm happy to see them. Awesome time. Sunday school classrooms are set up. I come into first service, guess what? They laughed at one of my jokes during announcements. Okay? That's a miracle, by the way. Because um, I tell terrible jokes. So everything's going great. I leave, everything's set, Sunday school starts, everyone's all set, ready to go. People are happy, teachers have all that they need to have. We go to a rehearsal with the band, best rehearsal ever. I am locked in, ready for worship at 1045. Worship starts, 
We are in the groove. I am drumming my heart out, able to sing. If you notice that, I love to sing while I'm up there, um, especially the parts where I'm not playing because that's easier. When it starts getting a little more complicated, it's more difficult to play and move all four, you know, two arms, two legs at the same time. Um, but everything was great. The sermon was spot on. It was an amazing morning. And then it happened. I walk out of here, ready to enjoy a nice lunch, usually Chipotle. <laughs> and up comes someone with a complaint. Okay? It, it was probably nothing. But they complained, and guess what it did to my day? My day took a nosedive, if you know me especially. But so why, how are we to be grateful for people that are just, ugh, sometimes? Is that a good word? I think that's Greek or Hebrew, one of those. But, but we have people in our lives that are not easy to love. God says, guess what? You aren't easy to love. Um, I loved you. I need you to love those around you. So we're gonna, let's dig into this. So Colossians 3, 12 to 17. Let me read to you. It says, Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanks, thankfulness in our hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for, for this message. Father, as we continue on what it looks like to have gratitude in our heart, um, this attitude of gratitude to those around us, Father, you've blessed us with amazing people in our lives. Uh, Father, you've blessed us with challenging people in our lives. Uh, and I pray that you continue to use us to serve you, to live out for your glory, and to share that love with those around us. Thank you for this time together. Uh, may you be honored during this message. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let me give you what I'm going to share in a nutshell. If you need to go, you can go. Okay? You'll have it down. So if you need to write this down, write it down. Um, then you may be excused. Um, so let me give this to you. Here's, here's today's sermon in a nutshell. An attitude of gratitude in our relationships can be challenging, but by God's grace, we can be contagious in our thankfulness. And that's where we're going. Um, I love the, the process of, of building up a sermon, doing all this research. I have pages and pages of research, and I try to get them you know, concise down to something within our time limit. Um, one of the processes is, is simply going to a dictionary, looking up a word, maybe get a different angle on it. And so I had a blast doing that uh, this week. Uh, I went to my resource, which, by the way, is not the Internet. Children especially, this is a book. It's got binding, 
paper. Uh, this is one of my favorite. This is my funky dictionary because it says Funk and Wagnalls is the, is the are the people that put this dictionary together. 2,800 pages, by the way. And guess what else? Size 5 font. Can you guys even see that? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so I, I went to look up attitude, and guess what? Attitude was not attitude when I looked up attitude. Attitude, if you look, and this came from my, my brilliant wife, if you look up even in Webster's, uh, Webster's.com and look at the word attitude, where is it? There it is. Nope. See, I had that down. All right. Attitude, by the way, is a posture. It's a position. Um, let me get to that. I had it marked earlier. And, of course, there is a bazillion A. There we go. A-T-A-S. <laughs> double T. It's going to take me a minute, people. You might as well leave now while you can. <laughs> All right. Attitude is a physical position as of the body, mode of standing, sitting, lying, or being placed, especially in art. So attitude was the silent movies, a mime, um, a painting, a photograph. It is the position, the, the facial expression, position of the body showing what is going on in their mind. Um, which was really cool. Like two or three weeks ago, building this series, I mentioned attitude, and Carrie's like, oh yeah, like posture? Like, what do you mean posture? Um, so imagine, I talked last week about my grumpy list and my gratitude list. So here's the grumpy position. Trying to do the best grumpy I can. Okay, gratitude might be a, a hug, something that you are greeting people with. Um, Another definition, and the, the classic one that we always go to, is any habitual mode of regarding anything, settling behavior or conduct. By the way, people, I have trifocals, so if, once I get that right angle of my head, that's how I'm able to read this thing. <laughs> um, another one, by the way, that it's not in this dictionary, but if you look it up, attitude is also a dance position. And I have a few dancers in the house. I did... Do some homework, got some feedback. So here, ladies and gentlemen, can I have the cameras on me, please, Terry? Here is the dance position of the attitude. I need a little help, so don't laugh. Okay, here we go. Is that okay? All right. I was told when you do it, your lower back hurts, so I must have done it right. Um, Here's another cool one, is an attitude, it has to do with aircraft. Airplanes, helicopters have them. Um, an attitude indicator is actually what it's called, is vital to an aircraft, to a pilot. Because the, the attitude indicator shows the position, the body of the aircraft in proportion or in relation to the horizon. Um, it helps make sure that you are upright. Um, talking to a couple of pilots, <coughs> one of which was an Air Force helicopter pilot. Sometimes you get in the clouds and you, and you think you know the right attitude, um, and so they don't rely on the attitude indicator, and they, they can end up upside down. Um, and so <clears throat> he was telling me that the attitude indicator keeps, keeps you level and straight. 
Um, and I want us to take a look at this passage in Colossians to make sure that our gratitude attitude is, is where it needs to be. Uh, so going back to Colossians, taking a look at this passage, Paul knows what we're going to deal with with people in our life. Uh, here's a list for the church of things that we need to do in not only the, into the, the life of the church and how we relate to one another, um, but it oozes it into every aspect of our life. Uh, so going through Colossians 3, verses 12 to 17, Paul is giving us a reminder of what we need to do. And this, this first part is an attitude of gratitude in our relationships is challenging. Uh, we talked about people that just kind of throw us off, people that we don't want to be around. But Paul knew what was going on. So going back through this list, the fact that we are to have compassionate hearts assumes that there will be people who need compassion. The fact that we're encouraged to have patience assumes that there will be people who will challenge our patience, maybe have a personality quirk that just drives us crazy. Um, I hope that's not me in your life. Um, and don't start looking around the room, by the way. People that, that, that discourage your patience in their life. But attitude of gratitude is challenging. Um, being Mother's Day, I thought about my mom um, more than just this day, by the way. Um, but I thought about, was I a good kid? Um, my parents had three boys, just like Carrie and I have three boys. I'm the oldest. And immediately I thought of multiple stories of where I know mom was just, it was just driving her crazy. First of which, we had, our bedrooms had, you know, the, this smooth kind of fake wood flooring, probably those, those uh, tile pieces. And we discovered that it was really cool to get a head start running with our socks on, and you could kind of slide across the room. Um, which she didn't mind once in a while. I'm sure we busted a couple of things. Uh, but mom and dad went on a date, and we had a babysitter. And we started messing around again in the room with our socks on. But then I was getting creative and came to realize the more socks you put on, the smoother the slide. <laughs> I think I had up to six pair on each foot. Well, you know, six socks on each foot. And I'm like, I... I feel like I'm going faster. This is awesome. Well, in comes mom. She wasn't happy. It wasn't, wasn't the sliding. It was now she, we have multiplied the laundry load because now I've wasted six pairs of socks when I only needed to do one. Um, the other, uh, I love video games, and there was a time in school. I had a math class, and, and this is in high school. We had open campus. You could leave whenever you wanted for lunch. We had an hour for lunch. We could go in, uh, run to 7-Eleven, wherever, for lunch. And it was lunchtime, and Spanish was next after lunch. I'm like, I really don't feel like going. I didn't mind Spanish. It was a teacher. Has anyone ever had a teacher they just did not like? Um, so I, I said, you know what? I think I'm going to go to the arcade after lunch and hang out. Oh, by the way, young ones again. An arcade was actually the place you went to play video games. <laughs> Not on this little device, the phone or something. Like, you went and put your quarters in. Um, so I'm like, okay, after lunch, I'll hit the arcade, hang out till I know school is done, and then go home. So I'm on my bike, 
cruise into the arcade, and guess who comes down the street? Mom. Busted. I, and I was like trying to come up with excuses. Oh, I left my book at home. Teacher's letting me go. No, she knew. She saw right through it. I was in trouble. Um, so it was so many times that we just challenge the patience of those that, that love us. So mom, happy Mother's Day. And to all parents, all moms, this is an apology from all the history of stories of all your children that has ever caused you grief. Um, but going on, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. This one's a little tougher. Uh, we've got to forgive, let alone trying to be patient and nice and compassionate, but to forgive one another. The fact that Paul admonishes us to forgive one another assumes, again, that people will do things that upset us or even hurt us. Uh, to the point of resentment, to the point of anger, uh, we tend to focus on people who are difficult rather than those who are thankful. Uh, people that are difficult in our life tend to strip away all the attention of those who we are thankful for. Um, and and it, it comes into play when we're not even around the people that are difficult. And I'm guilty of this. I call it splatting on Carrie. <laughs> so, and Carrie's not ever the issue. Some, no, never mind. <laughs> Carrie's never the issue. But if I'm frustrated with some, someone or a situation, I come home, guess who gets the brunt of all my unloading of my emotions? And it's, it's Carrie. I, it's, I call it splatting on her. She gets splatted on. Um, but when we get so frustrated and we get angry with someone and we hold on to that and it becomes an issue, it becomes a situation that we've got to get past. And Scripture, Paul is saying, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. There is nothing that we can't forgive in someone who has done something wrong. And that's not a good position for us to be in. Are we a better friend when we are angry? Are we a better spouse, a better boss, a better employee when we have resentment in our life? No. And so God's like, we, you've got to figure this out and forgive um, as I have forgiven you. It's challenging. And then Paul go, goes on to encourage us to love. The greatest of all of these is love, that, that love truly can infiltrate any relationship, any situation. And the, the cool word picture, word picture here in Colossians where we are to put on the things of compassion and humility and, and patience, but love as we put on kind of binds it all together holds it all together. And so love is so important. And it's easy to love the lovable, isn't it? We talked earlier about those who we're immediately thankful for. It's easy to love those who are lovable, but the world does that. God calls us to a greater love, um, to love those who frustrate us, to, uh, who we're resentful to, who are angry at. Um, scripture says to love our enemies. Uh, this is a love that can only come from God, not from us. It's a greater love. So having this attitude of gratitude is challenging, and I want to keep this posture of gratitude in my life, but I'm having a hard time sometimes. I don't know about you. I find it very difficult to have an attitude of gratitude to everyone that I come across. So I need help. Um, and in my life, it's truly going to take the grace of God. 
uh, to, in my life to allow me to be anywhere thankful to those around me. So an attitude of gratitude in a relationship also takes grace. It, it, it's challenging, but this attitude of, of gratitude also takes grace. And the great news, we don't have to do this on our own. It truly is through God the Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that allows us to have any aspect or any part of this. It's all God. It's all by his grace. Let me read to you again verses 15 through 17 from this passage. It says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And all of these variations of thanks have the same root word. And that word in Greek is charis, which happens to mean grace. How awesome is that, that, that we have been dealing with thankfulness. What's so cool is when I was building this series and gratitude kept coming back, and I kept thinking at first, this isn't such a deep, you know, spiritual, theological um, pillar in our faith. But yeah, it is. It truly is. It, it connects us in our relationship with God. It connects us in our relationship with others and is going to connect us in our relationship with all the, the circumstances in our life. So here's the word thanks, thankfulness, thanksgiving, that truly means grace. In fact, if you have a King James Version, verse 16 uses grace instead of thankfulness. Uh, so here is this picture of, of we're trying to do this gratitude thing, we're trying to be grateful, and it truly is all about the power of God in our life, the power of grace in our life. This is the same root word for grace that we find in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. And I will read this to you, or you can turn there. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. It is all about God. It's not about us at all. It's not in our own power. All of this comes from the saving power of God in our life, that we truly have a Savior who died on the cross for our sins, who shed blood, covered all of our sins, and in that forgiveness, where you're back in a right relationship with God the Father, uh, we have the, the Holy Spirit at work in our life with every aspect of our life. Such an amazing picture of salvation and grace that God has given us, and then as we love him, he says, love those around us. Love your neighbor as yourself. And, and you don't have to do this on your own. I've got you. Uh, my grace is sufficient for you. And as we go back to l this list again of Colossians and put on this, these lenses of grace, why should we show compassion? Because God in his grace, as a gift, showed compassion for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Why should we show kindness? Because the word tells us that the gift of his kindness leads us to repentance. Why should we exhibit humility? Because Jesus humbled himself 
by becoming the Word made flesh. And why should we be patient with each other? Because the Word tells us that God is patient with us, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to everlasting life. So how can we have gratitude without grace? We can't. Um, An attitude of gratitude is grace. Um, It's saturated and wrapped in grace. That's the only way truly that we give glory to God in our gratitude is knowing that it is by his grace that we are allowed to even partake. So God's grace and this call from Paul three times in this passage to be thankful are tied together with our thanksgiving deeply rooted in God's grace. So we understand that this attitude of gratitude is challenging. We understand it takes grace. But sometimes it truly can just be easy. Um, There are people that we are immediately thankful for, that we understand that, and that makes our attitude of gratitude contagious. Um, Have you realized that? How when you are nice to someone and are thankful for someone, they tend to either return that or pass it on. Uh, to, the, to another person. There are relationships in our life that we are thankful on a regular basis. Did some new names pop in your mind, by the way? Because I need you to have a list by the time we're done. Um, as I was working through this, and I would try, not trying, I was thinking easily of people that I'm thankful for. But when I came across verse 13, it says, bearing with one another. And someone came to mind, and that's Marion Perrier. Um, if you knew Marion, and then she's passed away, uh, but she was in a horrific accident that left her wheelchair-bound. She needed help getting into bed. She needed help getting out of bed, um, getting food together, all of that, to the point that we even as a church on a regular basis would go and help her with these um, situations that she was having to do herself. And I, got to, I was blessed enough to be part of that, to go help her get, get her back into bed and settled for the night um, throughout, throughout the week. And her gratitude was awesome. Um, with the situation that she was in, she did not sit there and unload all of her frustration and unload all of her uh, anger and, and just complaining about her day. Quite the opposite. In fact, when you showed up, she was asking about you. Um, The cool thing is, seeing God's hand in this, this is right about the time when I was helping that Carrie was diagnosed, um, felt like our world was going to crash in, you know, this disease Carrie's got is incurable, like how do we live this, Our, our lifestyle had to change, all this stuff. And I'm like, how in the world do we deal with this? And then I'm showing up to Marion's house, helping her get from the wheelchair into bed, getting her settled, tucking her in, and here's this, uh, this lady with a gracious, grateful spirit. Um, and then it, it put a lot of things in perspective uh, for me, helped me tremendously. Uh, so here is Marion being willing to be grateful for her situation, how, however dire from our perspective, but you, can, you never sense that with her. Um, And there are people in our lives that we are just grateful for that show this grateful spirit, uh, this humbling attitude. They don't, they're not all wrapped up in their own self-pity. It truly is giving to those around them, no matter the consequences. And what an amazing witness. It truly was contagious. 
for myself, for everyone around, and everyone that knew her. Our attitude changes when we are focused on God and all that he has done for us. This grateful heart is always looking for ways and things to be thankful for and people to be thankful for. And it shows on the outside, this posture, you know, this welcoming attitude of gratitude instead of the grumpies, arms crossed, leave me alone, stay out of my area and my, you know, my personal space times 10. Um, When we have an attitude of Christ, when we have an attitude of gratefulness, it's contagious, and people want to be around that. And do we know, can you think of someone who has that level of gratitude in their life? Here's a more personal question. Am I that person with that level of gratitude that people look to me? Are you that kind of a person? Or is it something that we need to aspire to? to be more like Christ, to have this attitude of gratitude in our life. And Scripture says that they will know we are Christians by our love. Um, It should be obvious, even with our countenance, um, that we've got something going on, and that's the Holy Spirit at work because of Christ Jesus um, and God's love for us. And paint it forward, you know, the whole drive-through difference with WGTS, a little simple acts of pain for someone that, behind you in the drive-through line. It can be simple things like that. Or simply someone had a terrible day and you walk in with a big smile on their face and it turned their day around. Um, so many things and what an amazing privilege that we have as followers of Christ to be his hands and feet, his face, to show gratitude and thankfulness to those around us, to to have an opportunity to share love with those around us. So gratitude keeps our focus on God in our worship and thankful for the people in our life who we get to love and to share the love of Jesus with. It might be challenging at times, but by the grace of God, we can be grateful and make it contagious. We can be infectious with our thanksgiving. Um, And that's who God has called us to be looking through this passage in Colossians. So who is someone in your life that we are thankful for? Someone who has shown us compassion. Someone who has shown us kindness. Someone who has shown us how to be humble. Someone who has shown us gentleness. Someone who has shown us patience. Someone who has come alongside of us to help carry our burdens someone who has forgiven us, someone who has loved us. I pray that that we have these people in our life. I pray that we become those people in others' lives to to show this love of God the Father from our heart to theirs. So I have some homework for you as we close up. Here's your homework assignment, because you already should have come up with at least four or five names. Here's what I need you to do, and you can do it when you get home today, but start in the morning for sure. Every morning, all this week, I want you to send a text or send an email or write a letter and send it to someone, someone different every day. Tell them why you're thankful for them. Be grateful in the relationship that they have with you and you have with them. That's our challenge, just to kind of get us reminded every day to be grateful and have this attitude of gratitude in those around us because of the love that God has for us. As we go into our time of invitation, I pray that, first of all, if you don't know Christ as your Savior and Lord, 
you don't understand uh, this gratitude, this pure gratitude of grace that, that we have because of our salvation in Christ Jesus. Um, if you are not sure that you're a Christian, that, that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life, please come and talk to one of us during this time or, or any time. Uh, but I pray for those in this room who know uh, that we are believers that, that have this assignment. Uh, and I'm sure there were names that came. I've got names of people that I need to be more grateful to, uh, even the lovable ones. I think I need to do a better job. Um, but maybe some relationships that I've got to, to get back into a healthier state. Um, I pray that, that God has reminded all of us how much he loves us and how much an honor and privilege it is that we get to share that love with those around us in his name, by his power, uh, and what an awesome picture of, of love that that is. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for our time this morning that you continue to help us realize how important it is to be grateful. Uh, grateful for you, to honor you, to praise you in, your, in our worship to you. And Father, for those around us, uh, that we, you set an example of forgiveness and love to us. Uh, how can we not even think about doing that for others? Father, I pray for opportunities this week to be thankful. I thank you for this time as we close up worship. Uh, to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.